Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter, and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first, and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly. Just little bits, one step at a time. We are so privileged and excited to have Olympian black stick Brooke Neal with us today. Brooke is a mindset and well-being coach to thousands of young sportswomen. On the outside looking in, Brooke's story is one of immense success and achievement only a few of us ever get to experience. Brooke played 176 hockey games for the Black Sticks, came fourth at the 2016 Olympic Games and won gold at the Commonwealth Games in 2018 for the Black Sticks. But injuries, setbacks, grief and loss have been pivotal moments in Brooke's life. She doesn't sugarcoat it and always shares the reality of what it takes to be successful. These days, Brooke directs her energies down an amazing path of well-being and mindset coaching to pass on her or give back her knowledge, experiences and learnings to others. We found it amazing how Brooke has turned her own experience for good and bad into a program that helps other young women. There is a power in giving back to others and you don't need to be a top athlete to do this. As a person who has lived a life, you have experience and knowledge to pass on, whether it's to your kids, in an organisation you're involved in, a subject you know about, you can give back too and realise the enormous power there is in helping others. Listen in to help get inspired from how you can gain this power too. And don't miss the three tips Brooke will give you at the end of our talk. So welcome Brooke. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. It's, It's great to have you in the studio with us today. So Brooke, Tell us a little bit about your journey, just in terms of your upbringing and where it all started. Yeah, I guess uh, my journey goes right back to growing up in Whangarei. Um, I have an older brother, Shay, my mum and dad, Leonie and Mark, and we were very much a hockey-mad family. I started playing hockey when I was three years old. Probably wasn't even allowed to play officially, but I just joined my, my brother's team because he was five. And that sort of grew my passion for the game. Um, but I did everything growing up and I managed to, um, yeah, use that to my advantage. I did all sorts of stuff, dancing, um, I did cheerleading, I did swimming, tennis, just kept trying new things. And it actually wasn't until I left high school that I focused solely on hockey, moving down to Waikato for a Sermon Hillary scholarship. And um, that's when... My hockey, I guess, took that ne- took it to that next level, but I never really knew or I never really thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do for my career. So was there an aha moment when you realised that you wanted to actually pass on your learnings um, or all of your experience to other athletes? Yeah, I guess I had a really tough time after the Rio Olympics. Um I don't know if you've had the same feeling where you're planning and preparing and you put all your energy into this one thing because it's so massive. Think about the Olympics as that. So it's every four years, you know, 
top 10,000 athletes in the world. Um, you only get selected a few months beforehand, so you're training and competing and pushing yourself to, to win that spot. You know, there's only 16 out of the 25 squad members that actually get to go. So I was very lucky to, to get selected, and we went over there, and you, all we talked about was gold. All we talked about was meddling and, and beating the oppositions, and so all of our planning went around that. And then we lost the bronze medal match um, to Germany. And then we got on a plane and came home. And I just thought, what am I doing? What like what what's the purpose of this? Because it was such a it was such a moment where I hadn't planned anything to come next. I was it was very hockey focused up until then. Um, my brother and I actually decided to leave our jobs, our corporate jobs. He was an, a lawyer, um, and I was in the marketing um, agency. And we decided that if we were going to get to Rio, because part of that story is that he went to Rio as well for the men's wow. team. So um, we both decided, yeah, if we want to give this a good crack, then we're going to have to leave our jobs and we fundraised our way <laughs> to Rio um, for that last year so that we could fully focus on hockey and getting our injuries right and making sure that we were doing everything right and so that was really our whole world and then after that um, I sort of sat at home and I had to have six months off for a, for a knee injury that I'd been sort of keeping it together up until then and I got the opportunity to go and speak as an Olympic ambassador um, at some primary schools and before then, I sort of had um, my story and my journey. I'd never really spoken it out loud. It was always just part of who I was, and that was that. And then I got the bug, I guess. I went and had those first few visits, and I just saw the kids' eyes light up when you walk yeah. in. And they didn't care if you came forth. They just saw you as a, this role model. And, and then that started me thinking, wow, maybe I can share not only the fun stuff about what do you eat in the food hall at the Olympics and that, but what if I actually shared my struggles as well? And when I went and talked to primary school kids, it would obviously be, be framed differently to high school because of their ages. But I just really connected with the people, the girls in particular, I saw myself in them and I saw the struggles that they were going through, particularly sportswomen who have that got to keep it all together, pretend that everything's all good because, you know, they're a perfectionist or they're, they're high achievers and they're often getting missed in that mental health support. Um, and so when, once I started to go and talk, that was my aha moment. I thought, I've got something that I can share here because I, I've been in their shoes I've been comp competing at the highest level and figuring out what tools work and what tools don't work. Maybe I can share that with them. Wow, and that's that's the power of giving back, I think, is that it does give you that feeling like you're actually contributing something a little bit deeper and a little bit richer than just doing, you know, playing hockey or whatever. Like you're actually doing something for other people. Yeah, and often we, we're travelling 180 plus days a year and... and then training the rest of the time and we'd have the odd week off but I'd always jam as many visits as I could into those rest weeks and I thought am I doing the right thing because I really need to be re recovering and and then I once I started to do the visits it, it wasn't it was my fuel that kept me going and and it almost became the cycle of 
I, I found a new purpose of why I was playing hockey as well because now I wasn't just playing hockey to be the best that I could be or to help my team do something that we've never done before. I was playing hockey to to help reach a whole lot of other people too and have a bigger impact. And actually the mental shift that happened with me on the hockey field was huge. And I think I read about that in one of your blogs. You said to somebody, oh, but what have I got to offer? And they said, oh, well, you're an Olympian and they're not. So you've actually, you actually naturally had this credibility and this stuff that you could pass on that, that people who hadn't been in your shoes could, could take on board. I think that imposter syndrome is really holds a lot of people back because so many people must be thinking, well, I've got nothing to give or my, you know, I haven't done anything special. And I, I better with that a lot. What would people think of me and what, yeah, would anyone even need to hear this? I don't know how I'd do it. And so that self-doubt creeps in all the time, but it, it was also exactly what I was teaching. So it's almost like practicing what I was preaching. Yeah, it's about being brave really, isn't it? Just being brave and courageous and putting yourself out there. Yeah, Yeah, great. Good change, bamboo reusable towels. The perfect alternative to a single use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever. Use, wash and reuse up to 85 times, then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Bamboo Towels. We all have these mornings where we just can't get out of bed and you kind of get out of bed late and and it just gives you this bad start to the day and you don't know why you're feeling this way. And then there are other mornings where... You know, you wake up before the alarm and you just get out with a smile on your face and you might go for that run or, you know, or, or that yoga exercise on the, on the living room floor. Um, but I think you're right, maybe thinking back now for myself as well, there's some of those times where I have gone off with a bit of a spring in my step, other times where I've had a really good project going on or something that boosted me or energized me. So I think you're completely right. A lot of people could probably sit now and think back actually, oh, when are the, you know, it's... What, when, when I got up that morning and felt really good, what was happening in my life otherwise. Yeah. Um, so I think that relates to a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all about yeah. purpose. Yeah. yeah, And, and yeah. you know, your purpose was to go out and play hockey and train in hockey and be the best hockey player you could be. But how much more enriching is it to be giving back that knowledge and doing something that's a little bit more robust? I think that's a really scary word for a lot of people. And I struggled for a while because, you know, they say, find your purpose and find your why. And then half of the time, it's like, I don't know what that is yet. I'm still working it out. Um, Liz Gilbert, she actually said, I can't remember where I read it or saw it. I think it might have been in her book, Big Magic. She said, don't try and find your purpose. Just follow your curiosities. And I thought that that was a way more gentle nudge versus you've got to find your purpose and then do that. And if you're not doing that, then you, you failed or whatever. It's like, actually, what are you curious about? For you, for example, you know, are you trying, what What are you curious about? You're curious about the environment. That's the sort of stuff that has nudged you to where you are today instead of, and that that's taken a while to get to that, right, I'm assuming. Absolutely. And they talk about, you know, you can't run a business the same as you did back in the 20, oh, you know, 20 years ago. You can't just go out and say, I want to make a whole lot of money. You've actually got to have that higher purpose or that giving back component. And then, you know, the, the money will come if that's what you're wanting out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. 
I've had this skin reaction just on a side note um, from dust and I've had skin issues my whole life and I put an Instagram poll up last night um, and I just said I'm thinking about sharing my struggles with eczema and psoriasis and heat rashes and all of that and I said who would be interested in hearing it and then the next poll said have you struggled with skin issues um, and I just checked this morning and it's out of I don't know 700 people who, who saw it 250 people said I'm struggling and then I got them to ask some questions about what do you want to know and the questions are just endless and I just thought well there are so many people out there who maybe their curiosity is a pain point for them like maybe it is you know and maybe I will go into this space I'm not sure but it's finding out what where do you want to have that impact because there's unlimited issues out there right but I just thought that was really fascinating that it's almost even just creating a safe platform to help, to help people and know that they're not alone. Yeah, and it's amazing because it shows, I don't know if the word vulnerability is the right word, but it just it does show a little bit of vulnerability coming from you, who's an amazing athlete who's been so successful in your field, for you to come out and say that and then have that you know connection with people, I think is, is really powerful. What, what, just out of curiosity, what, what are some of the, the feedback when you've talked to some of these these girls the key struggle that the girls are going through there's a couple I think one would just be um, trying to have it all together <laughs> and living in a state of constant anxiety um, we, we have I'm, I'm seeing a lot of eating disorders I'm seeing um, a lot of low self-confidence even though on the outside they seem really confident and that's a whole you know perfectionism body image so sort of the issues are endless but I think um, one thing that I've created tried to create online is a safe community where they feel like they can be heard and seen and that there is a space there to support them um, some of the feedback that I get from especially that the extent extended version of my program which is eight weeks um, some of the girls go from not even wanting to turn their Zoom cameras on, you know, to um, at the end, I had one girl literally call me um, for the final thing and just said, this has changed my life. And she's just wanted, she wouldn't stop talking about how, but it wasn't necessarily me. It was just that at the right time, someone came in and shared and opened up and, and shared with them that they're not alone, but also gave them a few tools to sort of help kickstart their journey into that self-awareness, self-development space. And then sharing that with like-minded young sportswomen who are all going through it together. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty special to watch. It's interesting with when you're working with athletes, they need to know a game plan <laughs> and they need to know actually what practical things can I do today to move me forward and we're often very goal driven but in the area of sport versus you know let's look at goals for your social life let's look at goals you know for whatever it is that you want to do outside of that um, so it's it's very much about having a practical toolbox and putting it into language that they can understand but also getting them to know that everything that they do outside of sport um in the you know in this program because a lot of it isn't sport related it's it's life skills um they can directly translate that into their sport and they know that they're working towards getting better as an athlete by doing this work 
um, my whole catchphrase is performance will always come when the rest of your life is in line. And so it's that holistic, whole approach. Everybody wants to grow as an individual. So if as a coach, you're growing and learning and passing on your knowledge it's a it's a win-win situation well I think also my retirement um last year after COVID that was really tough in general because that was that was I was leading up to the Tokyo Olympics and we were full training mode and then COVID happened and I had to make the decision am I gonna stay in it the girls are a couple of months away from going to a very different Olympics um with all the protocols and what that's gonna look like and I made the decision to to retire and when I was thinking about the impact it would have as me being a coach for my all about balance um and being a current athlete versus being a retired athlete, am I still going to be relevant? Are they still going to want to hear from me because I'm not actually competing anymore? But actually what I've found is the insights that I can now look back on my career and sort of step away from it, I've been able to to see a few things that when you're in it, um, it it's not, yeah, it's, it's harder to see. Just a, as, a, as an aside, I read one of your blogs and you mentioned brand expert Phil Palin. Um, who said to you, brand yourself by who you want to become, not necessarily who you are right now. I love this. I love this quote. Mm. Put it out there. Own it. Association determines destination. Fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> I love reading that because um, we loved, we at Good Change love this whole attitude. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, I've just struggled so much with waiting until it's perfect or waiting until... I know more or I've got all the facts or I've grown it to this amount before I do something or act on something and actually when I was yeah I sat on in 2016 I came up with this idea all about balance I'm going to help young sportswomen and I could have launched it right then and there but no I was very hard on myself and I decided I'm going to um, do the website design for like six months I sat on this thing and I had the domain brookneal.co.nz and I um and I thought I can't do this. I can't put my name behind a website because that's you know, that's just too much for me. That just means that I'm putting myself almost above the rest of the team because it's a team sport and I was still obviously competing. So who am I to be doing this? And then I thought, what is everyone going to think? And that whole, um, there's a great quote which I love, which I also live by, is lions don't lose sleep over the opinion of sheep. And then I do this exercise with uh, the girls also where I get them to write down on a tiny post-it note, maybe two centimetres by two centimetres, every person in their life whose opinion you value the highest and that you really genuinely want their feedback on. And you can't fit many names on the tiny post-it note, which is a hint, because often it's only four or five, maybe less, people in your life who you would go to to get that feedback from. And if someone else gives you that feedback or criticism and it's not what you need at that time and it really rocks you, that's the whole, you need to check in with yourself. Are they on the post-it note? Because if they're not, then you, you actually need to just let that go and you shouldn't worry about their opinions. But it's that whole fake it till you make it as well. It's that whole lots. No one really knows what they're doing in their life. Like (laughs) everyone struggles. And I think the more that you can share that and say, look, I've got no idea what I'm doing, but this is what I'm trying to do. And this is my intentions. Then I'm just going to fake it till I make it. 
Want to find out more good changes that you can make in the home? Visit www.goodchangestore.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Good Change Store. Stay up to date with news on us, our products, and the good changes we're making. And, and that's a huge part of our philosophy at Good Change. It's all about small changes. It's not about changing the world, but just doing small, little, incremental changes. Yeah, and I would also say, like, never underestimate the power of your words and being present with someone and actually seeing them and saying, you're doing amazing, you know, or complimenting them on something other than their looks. Actually, the girls in my course, um, in my All About Balance Academy, I gave them a challenge the other day to go and give... 10 people compliments it could be randoms or it could be people that you know and you could also text or call so I gave them a big scope um but yeah they had to do 10 compliments that day and none of them could be about their appearance because I think we've gotten into that wow you look so great today and it's a really easy throwaway one but actually you know I'm so grateful for the impact that you've had on my life or something that a little bit more meaning and yes a few of the girls commented back saying how much it had actually shifted their moods um and got them out of their own heads and actually that maybe that person that you just gave that compliment to was having a really hard day and that's actually just you know shifted things for them so yeah and I think you know we live in this very unauthentic world these days where you know it's all about the Kardashians and everything looking perfect and um so to, to do something that's really authentic is um so empowering for people my final question was going to be around three takeaways or actions that people could take away but I think you've actually named two of them number one is connecting with people what you just mentioned, and uh, the um, authenticity in terms of saying something positive to somebody that's not about necessarily the way they look, or yeah, I think anything you've else. It. <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably also that giving back. You know, if you think you don't have something to give back with, like, what, what do people do if they're sitting up there thinking, well, you know, I I'm not an Olympian. I, mm. What what do I have to give back? What what can kind of help people trigger their minds to start? giving back in their lives. Well, it's all about your story, right? So everyone's got a different story. So if you think back to the last 10 years, I would ask anyone, what in the last 10 years have you struggled with and then overcome, right? Skin, diet, I don't know, being able to do your own nails to the point of being a professional, like whatever it is that you've struggled with I don't think sometimes I think when you think giving back it's like charity and going and you know um sponsoring a child which is all great but actually take it back to what's something that you've struggled with in your personal life that you now take for granted because you're all you've gone through it and you're out the other side um for example you know this the skin issue that I've got maybe someone is out there thinking well I've been through that and maybe I could help people going through some struggles because it's all about lifting other people up and everyone's got a, something that they've been through. Do you know what? I can feel a Brooke Neal podcast series coming on. <laughs> I just think that you've got so much to give in terms of everything we've just talked about. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll, I'll be your first sure. listener. It's been sure. very enlightening for me as well. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brooke. This has been so... It's, yeah, I've learned quite a lot. You've given back I've to us. So that's yeah, yeah, you've given so much back. <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure for you having me on here. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to our Good Change Conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.